Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name is Chris Scott. My name is Atish, and on this week's episode, we give you some actionable steps on how to follow up on an interaction. So I, I realized that we live in the gayborhood because, uh, and, and the weird thing is, so we, we moved in right next to Colton, and he didn't even realize that that's where he lives, but like, the five closest bars to us are all gay bars. Then there are like, I had never thought that there could be something called a, or there couldn't could be something like, because like a gay bar is a gay bar. I get that. But then there's, we live next to some gay restaurants. Like, what? yeah, exactly. I, I had never, I was unfamiliar with this concept, but just like the things on their uh, menu are named things like G spot and like, you know, whatever. And uh, I, I, I'm not obviously I don't actually know, but like the the uh the first thing that kind of tipped me off was the the server who sat us like while we're waiting uh for our table and he just uh walks within maybe ten feet of us, so he's not directly close to us, pops his hip out and then does this. Like is like is as a uh, what what is that called? Come hither finger wag? Yeah, the 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 finger you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, the come, come hither. Yeah, he was doing one of those. And so I was like, okay. And then, and then it just became more and more clear. So we live in the neighborhood, but we live directly south of the uh, bougie white person neighborhood. Oh. Yeah. And so I guess everyone, like nobody actually goes into the grocery store and shops for their food. I guess everybody uh, <laughs> just, just orders it online and picks it up curbside. Wow, you don't you don't have it delivered to your house? No, I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not at that stage yet. But today I'm gonna I'm going to uh, try to just just uh, do it do it the way all the rich white people do. I'm gonna I'm gonna order it online and pick it up. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, I would yeah. be I wouldn't like someone else like picking out like fruits and vegetables for me. Oh, you 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 need to have your. I would need to see it and be like, "Oh yeah, this is good or this is bad," because you have to go through all that stuff at the store before you you know pick the one you want to buy. I would maybe get that, except for the fact that I'm like terrible (laughs) at at picking out my own (laughs) produce. So in this way, it can only get better. You know what I mean? Like there's there's only the opportunity for this to be better than the way I would have done it for myself because I pick avocados really terribly how do you pick avocados well because i thought that like you're they're supposed to have like a little give but not a lot of give right but that's such a subjective measure like i'm not sure because i obviously don't want to go around like crushing these avocados so i always end up getting them where they're not quite ripe enough because i don't try squeezing that hard only to figure out that they don't have that much give i just assume that like oh well if i actually like you know squeeze they would right avocados are weird because you can buy like unripe avocados and totally ripe avocados. Yeah. And you kind of want to get a whole, the whole range from super green to all the way black because <laughs> yeah. you can't eat seven avocados in one sitting. <laughs> right, right. Actually, and they go, that's true. They go bad really fast. Yeah. So I, you're right. I pretty much have to plan out to have like two avocados that are ready to go right now and then four avocados that like need some time but in like a gradation of needing some time. Well, I guess I'm not going to order any avocados for someone else to pick out then unless I can give them these specific instructions. 
Well, yeah. Well, or just order one avocado or two avocados at a time and just swing by on your way home from work every day. Uh, no, man. It is such a, like, that was something. So I knew traffic was already going to be a thing um, in in Phoenix. Like, I knew, I knew that was going to be more of a thing than in Tucson. But what I didn't realize, like, it's not just... It's not just on the freeways and it's not just, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon when you're like going to and from work. Mm -hmm. It's like for the hours extended afterwards or before, it's one of those things where it's not like L.A. where it's just a constant thing. Right. But it kind of just doesn't matter what time it is. You know, you're trying to like get shit done and the road to the grocery store is backed up for like a long way and everyone drives like such an asshole here. Like legitimately, I I have realized that everyone is such an aggressive butthole driver and only thinks about themselves. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's how big city driving is. It's all, all for yourself. I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, we're all just trying to get there alive. I don't know. But so basically I'm trying to do all my shopping once a week and not have to do it like on a daily basis. Is that a knife? It is. Did you get a new knife for your getting stunned at work or tased? Oh, no, but I did get a really cool uh, coin. <laughs> you were telling, talking to me about the coins last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've yet to be pulled over, so I've yet to uh, see if that's actually a thing. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, man. Cool, man. Yeah, so uh, anything, uh, anything new and pertinent going on with you? No, I kind of just had this free week and I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, your your New York plans got dashed. My New York so. plans got dashed, so I had this free week. So I did uh I did do some things. I got some ideas laid out for my website. I want to update my website. Cool. And I'm doing something weird with my Elephant Scout website is I'm turning it into a commerce website. A commerce website. Right. So everything you click on it can like take you to a cart so you can buy things. Oh, okay. So, you know, I'm going to be selling a movie soon. Maybe I'm going to be selling merchandise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try and uh, have all those, that, that framework in place. So if I wanted to start selling t-shirts, I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Better to already kind of have that in place before than, um, than uh, like having to figure it out live, like as you're trying to launch a product. Exactly. Well, that's cool. And, uh. Trying to, I'm trying to get some more photography gigs. So I made some, I made an ad. I should show you to see what you think about it. Yeah. And uh, I need to post it and make some money, make taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. I've been um, toying around with the idea, and this sounds super lame, but like I'm trying to. You know, moving to a new city, I have like my couple friends that I have up here, but I'm trying to find people who are doing the same kind of stuff that you and I are doing. You know what okay. I mean? Like maybe finding some new, like fresh perspective on on some stuff that I could, you know, uh, utilize their skills. They can contract me out for whatever, like that that kind of a thing. Like basically how you and I started before we just <laughs> started making podcasts and like all kinds of other crazy shit. Uh -huh. Um. So I've been like toying with the notion of like putting something on Instagram, but I also don't want to see all like that cloying and weird. You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, people who know how to do shit, like, <laughs> you know, uh, I know how to do shit. Let's do some shit. 
You know what I mean? So you're, are you looking to make friends? Or are you just looking for new people to hang out with? I mean, a little bit of both. I mean, essentially, although I think that that was uh, because I, I, I think we've referenced on the podcast. I'm not sure. But like the way you and I met each other uh, <laughs> was odd. Um, Very odd. I don't think we should say what it is out loud. What? I don't think we should tell the whole story, but no, 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 De- definitely not. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. <laughs> but but I feel like that was like you know lightning striking because it's very rarely that I can have kind of like a semi professional relationship with someone, but then also a uh, like a regular friendship with somebody. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like those those lines get drawn pretty pretty firmly in the sand for me at least. Um, but but I'm trying to. I'm trying to increase my capabilities and my skill. Like one of the things that I've, I've been, uh, I've kind of not resolved because it's not a done decision, but I kind of want to learn how to do, uh, some digital design myself. Like not like actually hard stuff, not anything that, you know, nobody else could do, but like really basic sort of things. So I'm looking for anyone who, you know, knows how to do that stuff or knows what equipment to get, like would know how to, you know, teach the basics of that and that kind of thing. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Right. Um, and hey, you know, if it ends up being somebody that I can grab a beer with, that'd be fucking great. But I'm not, I'm not, you know, hedging my bets on that. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Making, meeting new people is a weird process. Yeah. You kind of have to like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just a bizarre process. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's also just like finding people who, because I work really closely with my team at work. Mm -hmm. Um, and we like, we hung out this Friday, like we went out for a few drinks, but it's like, all they talk about is, is work. And I've realized that, you know, not to be too shitty about this, but it's like, I've always been on like fringe groups. You know what I mean? Like I worked at bars and restaurants or like you and I work on, you know, these creative projects and all that kind of stuff. This is like a regular office, which this is my first time really being a part of a regular office. Uh Holy shit. They're not funny. Like, oh my God, it's, it's a completely different dynamic. Like, like I'm obviously watching kind of what I'm saying. Cause I don't want to like breach Offend anybody. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to breach anyone's comfort zone or anything like that. But at the same time, it's, it's, you know, just, I, I don't even know how to, uh, like, you know, like make a real connection with somebody who is a robot. Want- yeah, exactly. Who just wants to talk about like, oh, yeah. And what do you think about our boss? And, you know, don't you think that like this could be better and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I'm off the clock. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can talk to me about this kind of stuff in billable hours. Like I yeah, I, I just I want to talk about how to pick a ripe avocado, man. <laughs> yeah, does, exactly. Does anybody know how to do that? I was hoping you would. But but this seems just really ambiguous for everyone. It's you get the green ones. You buy them unripened because they ripen really fast. You just uh-huh. plan. You plan ahead for that. You just okay. gotta plan ahead for your avocados. Having some foresight, especially if you're only grocery shopping once a week, you're not going to use your avocados day one, are you? It's probably going to be on like Wednesday. I don't yeah, know what day you not. buy your. I I just picked Wednesday because that's Hump Day, Avocado Day. <laughs> avocado Day. The official Avocado Day is Wednesday. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of uh, I I. I do most of my buying shit on Sunday. So today. Okay. Um, should I have said that today is Sunday? Were we trying to keep what day we record it ambiguous? I don't know. I think I wanted to try and say it was Friday or something, but I think we're 
Cats out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Well, okay. Way to um, go, Tish. Yeah, especially because I was referencing going out for drinks with my coworkers on Friday. Right. Well, that this could have happened. <laughs> for for all intents and purposes, this just happened directly after that. <laughs> yeah, it was last last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. Something like that. Anyways. Um so so yeah, that's kind of just what I'm what I'm up to. Uh, uh I'm going I'm I have a friend whose wife wants him to get a hobby. And this friend does not have any interest at all in anything. Huh. And so she is very adamant about him getting out of the house once a week. Yeah. Just because he's always around the house and he's never taken a break. And, it's, and she feels bad because she's starting a bunch of her own ventures. Uh-huh. She, got, she got a real estate license. She started some other uh, beauty care selling something or other. And she makes friends at work and she goes out with her coworkers during mm-hmm. the week. And she's always being social. And my buddy is always just at home watching the kids and she feels bad. Yeah. But then you talk to this guy and he has no interest in anything at all. That's so bizarre. Yeah. I don't know how you like lack interest. Like, I I don't know how you, but, but I mean, to be fair, like right now I still haven't, like, I really want to join a jujitsu gym or like a MMA gym because that's how I made friends previously. Right. You know what I mean? But I, it's just not in the cards for me right now just because so much of my time is occupied by work and I haven't really quite figured out the groove of like, okay, could I go before I go to work? But not really because like right now I already go – I wake up at 6 so I can work out you know, at a regular gym. But most places like most MMA and jiu-jitsu gyms aren't open that early. So then, okay, I would have to go after work. Should I go after work in Scottsdale where I work and then just get home kind of late or should I – go somewhere that's closer to my house, but then I have to go through traffic to get to, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it's a schlep. So, so that's kind of what I'm like working on that at the moment. Right. But, but you have something that you're interested in and trying yeah. to do, but I, you know, some people have hobbies and, you know, crafty things they do. I, <laughs> I feel like I don't have that, but I feel like what I do is super creative and interesting, but it's not really a hobby type of thing. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's some people that make their own cheese or some people that, <laughs> you know, they collect antique coins or something crazy like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, so this buddy, the only thing he wants to do is go out to dive bars and drink. I mean, that's a that's a hobby. <laughs> right. Dive bars that are close to his house, oh. which is far, far away. Oh, okay. I, and uh, so yeah. I think I'm picking up on who you're talking about. But uh but it's fine, I guess. We're going to do a new thing that we've never done before. We're going to a rock and roll show on Friday. Sweet. We're uh, next next Friday. Next. Or last 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 next Friday. But some the could because we're recording on a Friday, so it's going to be a week from now. We're, sure. Yeah. We're going to go see uh, Buckethead. What's Buckethead? It's this guy that used to. He's a really good guitar player. Uh-huh. I guess he played in a version of Guns N' Roses and something something else, but he plays the guitar with a bucket on his head and like, a mask. He wears a mask and a bucket, kind of like Devo. No, he he wears like a <laughs> like a white mask, and it used to be a KFC bucket, but now I think it's just a white bucket. Wow! And he's a really good guitar player. So, well, cool. I mean, 
You should, you should drive down for it. Drive down for Buckethead? Yeah, man. I can see myself doing that. Maybe, yeah, it, you know, I can, I can stand a, a trip to Tucson for a guitarist who wears a bucket on his head. A really good guitarist. A, a really good guitarist who wears a bucket on his head. Right. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give it some thought. Um, in the meantime... I think uh, what we wanted to address today was uh, how to. Oh, how but 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 just to, just to wrap up the whole hobby conversation. Oh, sure. I, I, I think having a hobby and having some sort of outside your work world and outside your uh, like pursuit world that takes up forty hours of your week mm-hmm. to kind of like break up that whole go 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 and just take a break to relax and release and yeah yeah, uh, it's a good thing. I think having hobbies are a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I need a lot of that kind of stuff to be able to distract me from, like, all these other kind of formulations or, like, me worrying about, like, oh, am I doing enough at work or am I doing whatever, like, all that kind of stuff. I need something to kind of, like, flick the off switch and kind of focus on different stuff. So, it's, the, it's the shower principle. What's the shower principle? You know how when you come up with really good ideas in the shower? Oh, yeah. It's because you're just doing a simple task that you, da- you do on the daily, hopefully. And and all of a sudden you have that eureka moment because your brain is, you know, going through the motions and taking a break to kind of relax and not stress out about trying to figure out that thing you've been trying to figure out all week. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of exactly what I mean, actually. I do my best work when I'm at the gym or like I come up with ideas better when I'm at the gym or something where I'm doing like a routine movement that I'm um, that I'm familiar with. Uh huh. So I don't really have to give it that much thought or that much like mental awareness or anything like that. It's I think it's kind of like what people uh, talk about when they go to yoga and shit or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. It's that whole just, you know, release of the stress and the thought and the worry of it all. And yeah, yeah. Taking a break from it and just doing something mundane and uh, mechanical and simple and you just, you know, have a moment of eureka yeah precisely well so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep trying to do that and uh i don't know trying to meet people through uh through uh those kind of i guess conventional methods there you go be conventional (laughs) be conventional so so yeah that's that's I, i guess uh i have some some work to do on hobby building I think I do too. I need to come up with something. But I don't know. Every time I think I'm going to come up with a hobby, I never do. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you could probably like, if you figured out a way to do, because your work is technically, you know, in video work and photography and all that kind of stuff. But you could also do some of that as a hobby if you figured out like a, a different avenue in what you're currently doing. I think if you tried to cross up too much, like that would create a disturbance in the force. Yeah, I guess photography is a hobby that I'm trying to turn into a side hustle. Yeah, so I got that. Never mind. I don't. I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> I have my hobby. Yeah, done. Okay, cut it, print it, sell it. So yeah. So uh, what are we talking about this week? Uh, so I, we were talking about how uh, I think last week, uh, we were talking about going for it, right? Going for it or, or putting yourself out there. Putting yourself out there, going well, going for it, putting yourself out there. I, I consider those uh, two sides of the same coin. Uh, okay. Um, 
or or actually it's the same side of the same coin they're synonymous is what i mean um but but i think so we were talking about in our in our brief exchanges this week when i thought maybe you were in new york but i guess you weren't um that uh about how to kind of like uh follow up right 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 which is a crucial step because uh you can what is it not go for it what did you just say Put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. Damn it. Yeah. You can you can put yourself out there, but if you don't uh, follow up or if you don't, like, continue on with what you're trying to do or – because there are going to be those moments. Like, you're super psyched on, on uh, putting yourself out there and going for it initially. But eventually, whether that's after one day or if that's after, you know, a week or a month or something like that, that initial drive is going to kind of, like, peter out. Right. So like today is officially two weeks since I put myself out there. Oh, really? With those two emails that I keep talking about on this podcast. Yeah. So one of them is uh, I I have a coffee appointment with a lady, a movie producer mm-hmm. here in town. And that's supposed to happen this week. Yeah. But I need to follow up with her and solidify a date and time. Okay, and then I need to follow up with uh, the other person about the uh, investment opportunity that I presented. Yeah, <laughs> right. So basically, the way I I'm or if I'm understanding this correctly, it's it's like you went through the first steps of putting yourself out there and and um, going for your win or <laughs> whatever I'm saying, um, uh, blowing your load. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'm going to sign on for that one. Going, going for it. What did you say? Going for it. Going for your win. Go for it. Go. I don't know. I'm saying a lot of things. Um, but, but now it's kind of come to the point where you need to kind of, uh, keep after it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think that's kind of where, uh, like our, our differences in communication or rather our different methods of communication have really kind of helped ease this transition because before email was a thing, how would you uh, get in contact with somebody that you, that you reached out to before? Uh, telephone. Yeah. Letter. Letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a, or a form letter. So obviously if you're sending something in the mail, like who knows when that's actually going to get to the person that you're trying to follow up with. Like if it's a time sensitive matter, you're, I mean, I don't know, like that, that's a whole big deal. And I think the problem, I mean, obviously the phone is still an open, uh, avenue, but I think the problem that we all have when we're trying to follow up with somebody via phone, we think that we're bothering them because we're actively like, Hey, respond to this now. Like you have to answer the phone. Right. I feel like we've definitely been conditioned as a society to not talk to each other anymore. Yeah. We have to communicate through textual message and pictures that are weird smiley faces. Yeah. Or that weird bit boji. Yeah. But, What's up with that? I I couldn't tell you. I don't I don't use it, nor do I own an iPhone. Anyway. Anyways, uh so I think the first the first kind of part of this actually doesn't have anything to do with your method of communication because we're, like you said, we're conditioned to not want to bother anyone or, you know, how many times have, has somebody told me like, Oh, well, you know, I, uh, the first time I emailed them was five days ago or something like that. And they said that they were going to respond and they haven't yet. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm too needy or I don't want to seem like I'm cloying or like I'm 
taking up too much of their time. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, so the first thing that, you know, I think is important to get out of the way is if you think, you know, kind of opening yourself up or like trying to, trying to garner that communication is too risky, try and pay the bill for not being risky enough. You know what I mean? Like, like what happens when the opportunity passes you by because somebody forgot about you or they thought that you didn't care enough or, you know, all kinds of things like that would be almost way worse than if you try and check in and, and you know, what, what is somebody going to say? I'm sorry, I'm really busy right now. I'll get back to you when I get back to you. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the risk in that is very low. The only risk that people feel like they have is for social stature or something. You don't want to seem needy. You don't want to seem like you're occupying someone's entire day. But the idea of someone completely forgetting about you or passing you completely by, I think that is a high, like a much higher risk. Oh, yeah. Especially with the amount of information that's being thrown at us constantly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. emails, text messages, phone calls, uh, more emails. Yeah, Facebook posts, Facebook messages, the DMs all over the place. You know, it's easy to forget certain things or certain people that you're you've been in contact with. Yeah, precisely. Like I, you know, I there's like there's the positive end of the fact that we live in a in a world of like constant information, which is that I think that the human brain is able to populate itself with more information than ever before. The downside to that is you can easily become overstimulated and some things go by the wayside. Uh-huh. Which I guess, you know, in terms of what we're talking about, that's the importance of following up in general. Right. Because I think the purpose of the point of following up is becoming that uh, person or that thing that people want to engage with. Right. So you, you send out an email or a phone call or a text message saying, hey, I have this new idea. I'm doing this new project. Is this something you'd be interested in? Mm-hmm. You don't say, is that something you'd be interested in? You say something else. Because the Tish doesn't like that phrase. Is that something you'd be interested in? Well, I just I always think about that episode of um, Entourage. Do you know what oh, I'm talking about? No, I don't. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's a good a one. In fact, you should do a firm rewatch of Entourage. I do it about every six months. Um, but I'm also like an aggressive fan. I don't know. Um, yeah. But there's just this guy who's this really old producer. I, th- I think his name oh, is, I know, you're, I know what you're talking it's, about. It's Bob something. I, I forget what it is. And he just ends every, you know, he doesn't actually have a real idea, but he's like, what if I told you I had a great script with a great cast that can, you know, remake your investment three times over. Now, would uh-huh. that be something you'd be interested in? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, right. I, so it kind of, I, it's like when you, um, eat like a specific type of food and then you get uh, food poisoning from it and now you can never eat it again. Right. I get that when I, when I throw up something like I can't eat banana chips anymore. That's a long story. I can't eat oh hot dogs God. anymore. <laughs> That's another story. Oh, hot dogs are great though. You're missing out. <sighs> nope. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, I can't drink Jaeger anymore and I don't feel bad about it. You should have, you should have not have drink, drinking it, drunken it. Drunk it before. Drank it before, yeah. No, I know. And I paid the price for it and I learned my lesson. Well, I think that the point of the phrase is that something you'd be interested in is is clearly telling the other person, hey, I'm making you an offer. Do you want in or do you want out? Right. Yeah. And so we've made these statements through our emails and our texts. And then it's been a couple days. It's been a few weeks. And now we need to follow up so we can become worthwhile in the other person's world to... 
right. instantly respond to you. Yeah, exactly. Something may be a good idea or a novel concept, but unless you know, you're communicating the idea effectively to the right people, it's not going to matter. Right. So um, in terms of following up, I think the first step before you even open up communication with anybody is uh, you have to you have to really solidly know why you're fo- why you're trying to get a follow up in the first place. Uh-huh. Because if if you don't go in with a purpose like that, it's just going to be you're going to be too all over the place. The person's not going to know what exactly you want from them. And if that's the case, you know, depending on how busy they are, like I'm not really that busy a person. I can hash things out with people over email. But if this is a busy person whose time is very valuable and they're, you know, you really need something important from them, if you're not clear with that right from the get-go, they're going to blow you off. Like, exactly, you, yeah. you're already done. You know, like, I think uh, in, in that kind of regard, it's just like when you're uh, applying for jobs. Now they say, you know, I used to think that I had to cram as much information into my cover letter as possible because, you know, I need to demonstrate my value and how smart I am and also, like, all the things that I've done that would be relevant to this job. Uh-huh. They don't. To quote that one crackhead lady, "Ain't nobody got time for that." Ain't nobody got time for that. Exactly. Link in the show notes. Um, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Um, but but you know, to put it succinctly, it's like if now they say they need to be able to read your cover letter or give it like a quick once over within like twenty seconds. Uh huh. So the way that you are able to kind of craft, whether it's an email, a phone call. Uh, a Voxer, however people talk to each other these days, um, or however you're trying to follow up, the way that you get something down to that amount of time, like that's succinct, is that you figure out what you're trying to get out of it well before you even start the communication. Mm-hmm. So you kind of determine your your objective. You know, Are you trying to uh, get information about a, a specific program or about a job or, you know, whatever. Are are you looking for, you know, that sort of thing? Are you, um, trying to, you know, get, get a meeting with a person? Are you trying to get money from the person? Are you trying to, you know, whatever, like whatever the purpose of your, of your follow-up is that has to be determined well before you even open up the communication. Uh So I think that's, that's kind of like the basis of where that starts. So oftentimes I have to figure out exactly, how I'm trying to communicate what I'm trying to communicate. So when I'm talking to employers or something like that, obviously I'm trying to gain information about the job or sometimes um, I'm just trying to uh, use the the customer service person to just tell me who the hiring managers are or who the, who the program directors are or something like that. So that's just like I'm looking for information, but I need to be aware of what I'm trying to do before I do it. I'm not trying to get a follow-up to have an interview with the customer service person. No. Right? right. So I, I need to figure out specifically who I'm talking to and what purpose they're going to serve for me or rather what function I'm going to serve for them depending on you know <laughs> what you're trying to do exactly. Right. Because you can sit there and, and you know you need to have a meeting with a manager or a, a somebody, a, a producer, a uh, investor, but if you you know you need to have that meeting, and once you get to the point where you're comfortable enough to ask for that meeting, you kind of have to know the why behind it. Because if you're yeah. going in blind, you're just like you show up at the meeting and you go, uh, "Just give me money." Yeah, nobody yep. likes you know talking to somebody who just absolutely doesn't seem prepared. Right. Yeah. So I mean, definitely, definitely come in with you know your your goals uh, in, in place. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. Um, after that, I think definitely uh, contextualizing what what it is. You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, like when we were um, – remember when we were uh, kind of networking at 10 West? Uh-huh. You know, I was – we were talking to those architecture firm people or I forget exactly what their job was. Um, Which one? The marketing people or the architecture, the fun ones? The fun ones. The fun ones. Yeah, the architecture when we were talking people, to the yeah. fun ones, yeah, you know, we were uh, that girl was saying like, "Oh, I think I know you from somewhere, whatever." And I had to give context. I was like, "Oh, well, I worked at this place. I worked at this uh, place. You you work right across the street. We probably know each other from that, right?" Uh huh. So that gave context for our relationship. Like that that was like, "Oh yeah, no, I've definitely seen you, and I've definitely been into your architecture firm. So that's how we know each other, you know, whatever." And um, that kind of ties in with the the idea of. Uh, the principle of reciprocity, which I've talked about in several episodes, actually. So if anyone's... I don't think you have. I think you've only thought you have, but I don't think you have. Really? I don't oh. remember you ever talked about... Oh, I... I I'm pretty I, sure I would have made fun of that word. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I Maybe I just talk about it a lot, and so I assumed I'd talk about it on the podcast. Well, do, Essentially, uh, do a brief uh, overview, please. Okay. Simply put, um, the principle of reciprocity is that if you do something for someone or if you hold value for someone they are more likely to do something for you it's it's there is no concept of altruism really mm -hmm. you know what i mean but the closer you get to kind of putting yourself into someone else's tribe the more likely they are to take care of you or to uh to kind of care about your endeavors and that sort of thing so that's why in terms of following up uh context is important hey i met you at blank or um i've i've read your material on blank and i wanted to you know whatever something like that you need to put it in someone's mind that you are kind of related to them in some way like obviously not in a familiar way but that we have similar goals or you do this i do this you know we could probably work together uh -huh. you know what i mean when for the brief period in time where i was trying to pitch um my business optimization to people, essentially the idea was, you know, I would do it locally and I would say, you know, hey, I worked for this business doing this, trying to upregulate their operations and their procedures and all that kind of stuff. This is the kind of stuff I do. I've been to your business. I like your business, but here's what we can do together. You know what I mean? It intrinsically contextualizes who I am, who they are, and why we should be working together. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, you know, if you have to emphasize, if it's someone that you, you know, emailed or called or something like that out of the blue that you had no previous connection with, just talk about how you emailed them or called them before. You know, like like we er said earlier, there's so much stuff going on in every day that, you know, you might not be the most memorable part of their day or week or, or month or whatever. So, you Or you may have ended up in their spam folder. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So you need to kind of bring up that context of like who you are, who they are, and why all this is relevant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I think in terms of emails and stuff like that, like when when I was uh, reading and editing yours, for instance, like that was your opening line on uh -huh. both of them. You were like, um, we've met twice at blah, 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 or, or we've worked together on this. Or um, in, in the other one, you know, you said you had once mentioned to me that if I ever needed blah, 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 
you know, get in contact. Right. So you were you were giving like purposeful reference points to uh, to kind of what you're going to be talking about now. Exactly, because you gotta have find that connection with people. I feel like people don't connect on a personable level anymore. Pers- yeah, pers- personable, personal. Human, I think on a personal human, level, human energy level. <laughs> Phaetons uh, on an aura base connection. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so being able to kind of figure out how how or or kind of putting out there the relationship that you have with this person, even if it's just like I have watched your work from afar or something like that, and I think you have real talent or something something like that, like that will intrinsically put it in their head that they want to help you and you are trying to help them or or whatever, or that you've already helped them because you've watched their YouTube video or you've bought their book. Yeah, yeah, I've I've you been know. a long-time subscriber. You know, and uh you do great work. Maybe we can collaborate on this, blah blah blah. Right. Or you've inspired me to do this, check this out type of thing. Right. Exactly. So so actually that's w- what we're saying right now is kind of my next thought on the subject, but um but uh but, but it's like basically that you have to so you have to uh be able to succinctly but openly and honestly, just say what you're trying to say. You know what I mean? It's really like, hard to do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, I am definitely um, guilty of writing long, flowery, prosy emails. In that, Times New Roman. In, <laughs> yeah. I, I do 12-point font Times New Roman. <laughs> it's so funny, actually. I was writing a training manual. Um, just for like a, a very small thing. This was this was only like a eight page document. Okay. But I specifically, while I was writing it, I was like, "Oh man, I can't do it in Times New Roman because because Chris was telling me not to use Times New Roman." <laughs> what did you What did you end up using? I used Calibri Light. Okay, that's a good one. I like that one. It's it's slim. It's unassuming. It's not too wacky. That's like a good that. one. Yeah. So that's my new font of choice. Okay, so uh, you were saying, anyways. <laughs> um, all that aside, that that I've I've definitely been guilty of writing, you know, really long, flowery, prosy emails, or or like for instance, my cover letters, but they don't really get to the point, right? You know what I mean? And and like we were talking about just you know a couple minutes ago, ain't nobody got time for that. You need to be able to be direct. So when you figured out your objective from the first point. Now it's time to bring that into fruition. Like talk, just say, even if it's um, a lot of the, a lot of the emails I send these days are just, you know, Hey, I'd like to uh, grab a coffee and, and, you know, uh, and figure out like wh- what it is you do, why you like your job. Uh, you know, how did you get in the position that you got into? Uh, you know, we can discuss like things that I can do for you or like things that, you know, a good collaboration or all that kind of stuff. Like those are the kind of things that you need to be able to say, like, I'd like to have a meeting because you determined before that your objective was to get a meeting with this person. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to you about the opening at, in this position because you want to get that job. I'd like to talk to you about an investment opportunity because you want them to invest in your shit. Mm-hmm. Well, well, ostensibly not shit, but, but uh, your your product or your idea. Yeah, or... Quit being so negative, Atish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but but I think that that kind of directness, like 
again, a lot of people think that they're being too assuming or they're being too bold, but, but people appreciate that directness. Right. Cause ain't nobody got time for that. Cause ain't nobody got time for that. Um, but the hardest part I think about being direct is getting over your own insecurities about your, you putting yourself out there. Yeah. I think if you sit down and you think, uh, what is it that I really want from this person I'm reaching out to? And you put mm-hmm. it down in one sentence. That's the sense you should, you should send. It shouldn't be this whole flowery thing. You can, you can squeeze that down to one sentence. Yeah. Do, do a nice little, Hey, remember this time or this one thing? Yeah. We're, you're right. cool. I'm cool. I'm working on this thing. This is what I want from you. You're cool. I'm cool. <laughs> if this is something that you're interested in, let me know or let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. I mean, right there, that's, that's like a very, it's a short, succinct, but that's a template. You know what I mean? Like that's basically the ideas you're trying to get across. You don't need to be doing a whole bunch of other bullshit, which I've definitely, you know, been doing. Right. Um, I, I I did that a lot in that second email to the investor lady. Uh huh. I feel like I flowered it up too much, and her immediate response to that was, "I'm confused by this email." Yeah. What do you want from me? And then I wrote a succinct email that was three lines. Yeah. And then it, it made sense. Yeah. Now, why do you think you and because because I've definitely done the same thing. Why do you think that you felt like you had to compose this whole long diatribe? Well, I I knew this lady, and this lady is a businesswoman, mm-hmm. like a hard ass businesswoman. Right. She's very bottom line. I've seen how she runs her business, and she does really well for herself. And she doesn't get there by being a pushover. Right. And the the part about her business is that she talks about how you sell your business to other people. Mm-hmm. So she coaches other entrepreneurs how to sell their business. And I felt I needed to kind of semi-follow the steps that she's teaching because I know all of her content because I make all of her programs for, right. you know, the internets. <laughs> and uh, so I just, I don't know. I wasn't, I got in my head. I got in my head the whole, for that email. Yeah. Well, no, totally. That's, that's actually exactly kind of the things I was trying to, trying to hit on. Um, you just have done this most recently. So that's, that's why I wanted to like, have you say it, uh, all the times that I've, when I'm writing these emails or when I'm doing all this kind of stuff, I was talking to, you know, professors at NYU or, you know, something like that. And I just assume that because they're at this station that's so much more grandiose than my own, that I have to kind of like go up to their level or I have to do something really big and magnanimous and all that kind of stuff. And it's actually so counterintuitive Mm -hmm. because they, like, they just want direct, if it's time for you to, you know, write, uh, some creative fiction or something like that. Like, yeah, maybe then that's when you should <laughs> break out the thesaurus and, and, you know, get after it like that and do like, you know, pages and pages. But when you're just trying to request a meeting with somebody or when you're just trying to, you know, it's, it's so counterintuitive. Like I, I'm, you know, definitely guilty of that, that I think I need to bring myself up to their level or I need to, you know, be impressive for some reason when in actuality, it's probably more impressive that you can succinctly just get right to the point and you can directly just say what you want. I feel like that's because being succinct and direct is uh, a genuine thing that doesn't happen that much anymore. Yeah. I mean, the way we present ourselves on the internets, on the social medias, mm-hmm. it's always a happy facade and who knows if it's really happy or not. Right. I, I but, think that was a, that was a, um, 
I think that was an essay or I, I forget where I read that. Maybe it was a video or something like that, that, uh, kind of was a, a kind of, uh, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? A, a, uh, not sarcastic isn't isn't the right word but like a like commentary? a commentary a commentary thank you okay. it, it was kind of a i was going to say like parody but that wasn't really what i meant either um for once my words are failing me wow i knew a word before it tished it i know crazy uh it, it was kind of a commentary on the fact that people put on social media only like this good like positive like the best parts of their life but it's not an accurate depiction of what it actually is mm mm-hmm. mhm because there, you get like this validation. You get this little serotonin bump, this little boost from the likes, the double taps, the the thumbs up, the the kudos or the whatever. Right. Um, and so people just are driven by that kind of. It's it almost creates its own little economy. I think there was a Black Mirror episode about that. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was. Oh yeah, with uh, the girl from Jurassic World. Yeah. Is she that Jessica be... Chastain? No, it was. It's the other one. I heard of something. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's Dakota or. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, there's there's a Black Mirror episode about how like Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce, da- oh, thank you. Not not Dakota at all. Dakota is the other one in the Fifty Shades of Grey. I think. Uh, Dakota Johnson, yes, Dakota Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Dakota Johnson is uh, Meg Ryan's and Don Johnson's daughter. Don Johnson's from uh, Nash Bridges and what Miami Vice, the original Miami Vice. And then Bryce Dallas Howard is Ron Howard's daughter. Oh, got it. That was why. Did you watch uh, Arrested Development? I did. Yeah, that was like in uh, the fourth season where they make that joke that. Uh, 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 Ron Howard names all of his kids after where they were conceived, so that or their middle name. So there's like Bryce Dallas Howard, uh-huh. but then there was the character p- played by uh, Isla Fisher in the show, who was Rebel Allie Howard. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, but but yeah, it's it's because everyone is just posting these kind of like yeah, like you probably are. Those are real moments, or those are real things, but it's not an accurate representation of who you are. So if you can be kind of succinct, genuine, and honest, that's refreshing and so much more important than anything else you could communicate. Right. Because yeah. right now in this world, we're just swimming through BS. It's a bunch of BS out there. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why kind of. Um, Especially, I mean, to get kind of specific about it and like actionable about it, when I'm writing an email to somebody, whether it's my boss or whether it's my, you know, somebody I'm trying to get something out of, someone I'm trying to offer up my services for, blah, 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 anything like that, boom, I'm right there in the the subject line of the email. I'm telling you what the fuck I'm here to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'll say um, Atish Mazumdar dash. Should I have given my last name? Oh, yeah. You give your last name on every episode. You say, my name's Chris Scott. So, okay. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, we could take it out if you want, if you're concerned about people knowing your real name. We could tell them your address, too, if you want. <laughs> Everybody, you ready for Atisha's phone number? No, people People already – I'm pretty sure, like, the the real, like, internet people could already triangulate my location because I said I live in Phoenix. I live in a neighborhood that's south of the bougie neighborhood and – I work in Scottsdale. Anyways, uh, but right in my my subject line, I don't care if people know my last name. I don't know why I was on that. Um, 
uh, but right in the subject line, I'll say Atish Mazumdar uh, requesting a meeting on blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I will, like, I'm basically summarizing what the email says just in a tagline. So they can decide right then and there before they open it, do they give a shit or do they not? Like, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll have reasons that they should give a shit inside the email. But, you know, they can, that it'll be quick, direct, and just open, honest. What do I want from them? Do I want advice? Do I want a meeting with them? Do I want a job? Do I want whatever? Like, I used to kind of not do that sort of thing, but I'm realizing there's more and more value in just letting people know what you're trying to do, what you want. Uh-huh. And I mean, that's, that was also kind of part of putting yourself out there was, was that open honesty and, and that kind of directness. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the, actionable steps in in following up or how to follow up correctly the it starts with just having the self-confidence to not think that you're bothering someone or you're totally like you know just wasting someone's time Uh and then everything else from there can kind of flow through there as long as you're not you know like that self-confidence I think will probably lead into you not feeling like you have to impress this person or like you do have to impress this person but you don't have to like you know, oh, this is a professor at Harvard. I should probably, you know, Harvard it up and use some use some big uh, SAT words and all that kind of stuff. Uh huh. So now that we've talked about some good ideas when following up, let's talk about some bad ideas. Bad ideas when following up. Yes. Sure. And I feel like uh, following up. I think immediately, like the same day the following day and not getting, you know, a response that, that you think should get right away. Right. And then, and then just, Hey, did you get this email? Hey, did you get this email? Just hounding a person yeah. is a bad move. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's, there's a kind of clever workaround for that. Like definitely don't be like, Hey, you know, just making sure, just checking in, blah, blah, blah. Like that seems cloying. And that seems like you're, you're kind of like pestering someone. Like right. you're constantly poking someone. My kind of workaround for that sort of thing is um, if they said that they would get back to me in a day or 48 hours or something like that, and we had a meeting, we had, a, we had an email, we had a phone conversation, we had an interview, like whatever, and they said they were going to get back to me in this amount of time and they haven't, I will email them to say thank you for – thank you for the meeting. Thank you for the interview. Thank you for whatever because I'm not actually asking anything of them. But I am making sure I'm blipping back up on their radar. But because I'm saying thank you, it's not like I can't be, you know, who's going to be an asshole and be like, oh, man, this guy's pestering me so much and bothering me all the time when I'm saying thank you for something. I don't think anyone thinks like that. Like, that's kind of right, crazy. Right. So that's kind of my workaround for that. But, yeah, definitely. You're absolutely right. Like, just because something isn't meeting your expectations, don't take that as a signal to start to, like, now you're jabbing at it. Yeah, that's poking is really annoying. What's nice about that thank you thing is that you're you're acknowledging that whatever little they did give you was valuable to you, right? And it's not it's not a whole it wasn't for waste, I guess you can say. Yeah, it's like oh, I had a meeting last week with some kid for an hour. I don't know what the heck happened about with that. <laughs> and then you know you get an email two weeks later saying thank you for that meeting a couple of weeks ago. That was yeah. very informative. It's like oh, I guess something came good came of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Like, I, I think that that's, it's kind of a good workaround, but again, you know, it's it, not, none of this advice is a silver bullet. Like, don't, don't think that you can just like start shooting out thank you emails and it's like, everyone's going to take you seriously like that. Pick, pick your times, pick your battles, be smart about it. Don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy who's blowing up someone's inbox and then also texting them and then also calling them on the phone. Like, don't see, that makes you seem like a crazy ex-girlfriend. Right. Don't be that crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah, don't be the cra- or ex-boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No assumptions. <laughs> but um, I think another bad move with follow-ups, I think, is being uh, overly, overly anxious. Yeah, like like we're talking about being succinct. I feel like a lot of people, when they kind of freak out and be like, "Oh, you don't know enough," they kind of send an even longer email than the first email. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's never a good thing. Yeah, I've definitely done that where I I'm like panicky. It's it's almost like the fear of success takes over like, "Oh man, this seems to be going my way. Let me fuck it up by by just like trying to type out all of my thoughts and and then I just seem like I'm rambling or I'm like a crazy person." Right. Then I become the crazy ex-boyfriend as it were. I believe that. I believe you were a crazy ex-boyfriend at one point. Um, I definitely have been. I definitely have been before. It, it's not my proudest moments, but you know, I was like, I was fucking young back then. That sounds different. It was a lifetime ago. Um, I think another, um, another bad follow up, or, or what were we? What would you say specifically? I don't think I said anything. You didn't label it. Okay, I, I think not yet. I, sh- I will uh, if you want me to. <laughs> um. I, th- I think another kind of bad advice in terms of follow ups not following up at all like i know that's kind of intrinsic or like that's that's implicit in our conversation right now mm-hmm. but so many people talk themselves out of following up and or they think like you know whatever it's like that's bad like for sure don't don't hit like a patch of resistance on you know your your goals or on on your communication with someone and just decide not to like you're like you know what okay whatever fuck it like i'm i'm not you know whatever like for instance, I um, I won't specifically say for where, obviously, but I was uh, when I was operating as a personal trainer, there was uh, a place that uh, I they were opening up some slots and they wanted to see if I was interested and all that kind of stuff and blah blah blah, and uh, I had a meeting or I had a thing scheduled with them and they kind of like blew me off and then they. They said, uh, oh, sorry, like, you know, whatever, we're really busy, blah, 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 blah. So I could have just not followed up with that because I, you know, like, oh, man, I, I don't feel like they're appreciating my time or I feel like right, they're right. not whatever. Or there was a million reasons or like, oh, what, what's the subtext there? You know, like I'm a crazy person. Like there, there's a million reasons why I probably couldn't have. But I wanted to open up my possibilities more. And even if they don't like – that, I mean, that also just comes with the territory of being a personal trainer. It's more on me to create opportunities than it is on somebody else. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Somebody, like, the person you're trying to communicate with might have a whole lot on their plate. They might, this might be very low on the level of their importance of, like, the other stuff they've got going on. Maybe they're running an entire business and they don't really have time for that, you know, kind of thing. You know, you, but if it's of primary importance for you make sure you follow up even if you kind of hit with some resistance like you know make sure you're like accounting for your wants and your desires because nobody else is going to account for that for you you have to make sure you are yeah exactly 
But also know your role. Yeah. I mean, you're not the, if you're, if you're reaching out to someone and you're, you're asking, you're, you know, you're doing an ask, you're asking for something, you're requesting someone else's time or someone else's knowledge for, or someone else's money for your project. You know, don't be that person that thinks you're the most important person in the world in this moment. Right. Right. Yeah. I I think as with everything, it's like, it's a fine balance. Yeah. So just, just, just relax a little bit. bit. (laughs) That's, that's what I need. I need, I need, uh, every now and then I just need you to tell me to relax a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, yeah. So it's been a week. It's okay. It's okay. A week is not that long. It might feel like a long time because that's the only thing you're staring at. Mm-hmm. Just watching the paint dry and watching your hair on your arm grow. <laughs> just hoping that bald patch on your arm just grows in and it doesn't. Do you have a bald patch on your arm? I I might. I don't know. Now I want to freak <laughs> out about it and just stare at my arms for a week. Right. Chill. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but it's but it's just about, you know. What do you think is a good time for a follow up? I mean, it kind of depends on the interaction that you're having. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, again, like we're talking about balance. It's just one of those things that you don't want to seem like too pressuring or too, you know, um, like too prodding. But at the same time, you don't want to be forgotten. So, I mean, I think basically how it could work is like um, – if you're sending one of those thank you notes just to stay on someone's radar, I think that's like 24 hours, 48 hours. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, thanks for the meeting. Thanks for the interview. Thanks for whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think if you're like specifically talking about an opportunity or a job or like, you know, a, a collaborative effort or something like that, if they are telling you like, Oh, we're considering other candidates or, you know, we've got a lot of, a lot of things in the fire, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, or a lot of irons in the fire. What did I say? Things in the fire? <laughs> you can put things in fires. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Could, like paper plates or logs or... Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that that's like about a, a week or like two weeks maybe. Uh-huh. You know, two weeks would probably be a little bit of a stretch. Like that's, right. that's kind of pushing it because you don't want to get to a full month of, you know... No, a month is way too long. Yeah, by I think, that point I think two time, weeks is the limit. Yeah, so so I think if you're if they said you know oh we'll we'll get back to you or we're considering a lot of people or you know right now we're in this big long procedure but we definitely do want to address this again blah 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 I think that's a one week or two week kind of kind of operation right and I think it also you can also read into their response if they give you a response so like what the first lady I emailed she said I'm really busy for the next two weeks for this book fair that's happening but I'm free this week in February right. So I decided not to respond to that, knowing that she's super busy. And now yeah, yeah. is the week that she's free, so I'm going to respond this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, precisely. I, it's, uh, it's, it it kind of just depends, and that's, that's why there's no firm answer. But, but feel it out. But that's, that's part of it. Don't be too pressing, but at the same time, it's like a Goldilocks thing. You know, don't be immediately after blowing up their inbox and like trying to get their attention on whatever. But at the same time, don't let too much time go by that you're going to be, you know, forgotten. Mm-hmm. Make sure, make sure you're staying on top of it. For sure. So, you know, that's, that's kind of uh, my, my thoughts on following up. And I think you, uh, you kind of were just exhibiting in your email exchanges, like how that actually can be applied. And, and like you said, like you, you modified your tacts. As right. soon as you figured out what wasn't working, you were just like, okay, perfect. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, figure out what does work. Mm-hmm. 
So. But I think I think another important part about this whole putting yourself out there and following up and all this fun stuff is that it's you got to kind of take your feelings out of it. Yeah. You can't really get your feelings hurt if someone doesn't respond to you or if someone says no. I mean, you're you're doing your best. You're putting yourself out there and that's the scary part of it. It's the whole I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I just blanked for a second. No, I mean, as with most things, you know, be bold, be brave. Like, uh, what is uh, what is that? Something something favors the brave. Fortune favors the brave. Uh, brave. Uh, is that movie with the redheaded <laughs> archer? I mean, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that, well, that's the whole point. I mean, that's everyone that puts themselves out there, anyone that's been successful did not land that their first try. It's the whole pancake analogy again. You know, you keep putting yourself out there over and over again and yeah, you're going to get a lot of rejection, but you know, you need one or two people to say, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly. brave is fortunate for the souls. <laughs> Make some pancakes. It's not brave is fortunate for the souls. What is it? Oh my God. It's a, uh, it's a uh, fortune favors the brave. Fortune, fortune favors the brave. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.